on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Frisella And this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of Modern society, and welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today, uh, we have a Q&AF But before we get into that um, I'd like to remind you that the fee for the show is very simple and yes, we do have a fee. Um, talk about the show. That's the fee. All right. We don't run ads on the show. We don't run ads for the show. We run uh, this thing called uh, value exchange, which means if I do a good job, if we do a good job and we teach you something, we make you laugh, we make you have a different perspective, uh, you know, makes you think um, anything. If it's good content. Do us a favor and share it and, and share with your like-minded friends, especially guys. Uh, I'm getting blasted with censorship at all angles. So it's extremely important that, um, you know, seek out the people you think are going to resonate with this shit and uh, get them on the train. Okay. Because I'm not going to stop talking about what the fuck is going on. And uh, a lot of people are because they're weak and I'm not. So that's that. So Q and AF. What's up? What's up, baby? How are you? I'm good, man. How's that fresh cut? It's good. Yeah. It's good. I know you guys had to wait a minute, but oh no, no, it's all good. Yeah, it's funny. So you know when we get people coming here for tours and shit, right? And show them the mullet, right? We go around and then we see the barbershop. People always freak out. Yeah, but like, like the barbershop, huh? It's pretty fucking cool though. Yeah. Like, like how many fucking headquarters do you know have fucking barbershops in there? Like, what was the idea behind that, bro? Well, first of all, I, look, dude, I think having a fresh haircut it, it is a big deal. Yeah. Like, I, like, dude, look. I mean, look at this shit. Wow. I mean, this shit is just. I know you, you're probably getting a little blood flow going. You know what I'm saying? Probably all you motherfuckers. <laughs> the you guys are all smiling and flip shit. Flip this damn table over. All right. Flip, Keith's looking at me funny. Like, bro, <clears throat> Joe peeked around the side of the screen. All you, so, so, I mean, first of all, you know, you got that. Yeah, right, right. right. Uh, but, dude, you know, a fresh haircut, I don't know. Like, it might be different for women, but for a dude, at least for me, Man, it makes me feel good, yeah. you know? And uh, when I started getting serious about uh, my mental focus and fortitude and health, uh, the first time I went through 75 hard, like the amount of awareness I gained through that uh, was massive. And one of the things that I learned in that first, you know, 75 hard, because like, dude, uh, I learned a lot that first time, um, was that I, I like to do things regularly, even if they're, they're not conventional. To what other people do uh, to make myself feel the best. Yeah. And so one of the things that like makes me feel really good is having my hair right. Yeah. And uh, and I know it's a simple cut, like dude, but dude, having the right fade on a shaved head is a big deal. Yeah. I got my dude here that comes and does it, Kelly. Yeah. Uh, we got Sir that comes Sir, in now, yeah. who's a stud. And um, you know, bro, I just I I asked Kelly, I said, hey, this is back a few years ago when we were at the old HQ. I said, hey man, um, could you come in like every week instead of every two weeks? Right. And he's like, yeah. And so I wasn't the only one. You know, everybody else started getting their haircut pretty much every week. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's a big deal, dude. Like, I think what you wear, how you feel about your hair, I think what you drive, all of those things for me uh, contribute to me feeling the best yeah. that I can feel. Look good, feel good. That's what I'm saying. It's a real thing. Like, dude, if you look back at like, uh, how Jerry Rice was, you know, Jerry Rice was an all-time great NFL player. Um, and he was kind of the man in my era, right? Like that dude was the fucking dude. 
And like he had this thing that he always talked about, you know, uh, if you look good on the field, you're going to play good. Deion Sanders, same thing. Look good, play good. And I'm a believer and subscriber to that. So like, you know, uh, so, so I wanted to have a barbershop here. Right. And uh, the main motivation was, you know, I wanted to feel good and look good. But the other thing was too, um, we call our barbershop Harvey's here uh, at HQ and people don't really understand why. You know, uh, back when Chris and I started the first supplement superstore in Springfield, Missouri, um, it was in the Wedgwood Shopping Center. Next to the Wedgwood Shopping Center, there is a Wedgwood Barber and Beauty. And um, there's a a man who owns that. His name is Harvey. And, um, you know, back when Chris and I didn't have shit, uh, like, dude, Harvey, Harvey would come by, you know, like, bro, we would go, we would literally go three, four days with no customers. You got to understand this. So this Harvey knew this, right? Like he's right next door. And he sees that no cars are coming to the shop, you know, and he, he understands he's a businessman. So he'd come in and he'd buy, you know, a protein bar or a protein drink. I'm a hundred percent sure he never ate or drank any of this <laughs> shit. You know, he would bring his vegetables from his garden. But and, just uh, a support. Yeah. yeah. He's just a, 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 an older guy who had been through life and understood that what we're doing was hard. And he was just doing little parts to take care of us. And, uh, you know, so, so when we, made our barbershop here we call it harvey's that's awesome yeah so that's fucking awesome yeah um you know and, and and you don't like when you're in business and you've gone the hard route uh and you've earned your stripes which i'm you know you're gonna have to if you're gonna get anywhere real in business yeah. you're gonna remember those people right you're gonna remember those people that did you solid when you really couldn't do anything for them mm. you know and, awesome. and so uh yeah, so that's the story in the barbershop. That's awesome. So we're getting ready to renovate it already. We're going to make it really, really cool. And uh, well, I know Kelly's happy because he got all the fucking tools to his oh, yeah. disposal. Man, it's a nice little barbershop. That's dude. nice, dude. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. So dope. Well, guys, we got three questions for Andy. I love that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just thought I wanted to bring that up. But we got three questions, guys. As always, email your questions in to askandy at andyforsella.com. Um, and with that being said, let's go ahead and get knock these questions out. So question number one. Out of all the founding fathers for this country, who would you say your favorite founding father is and why? Well, I posted a quote on my Instagram this morning that I think reflects why George Washington is my favorite founding father. And the quote is this. It's going to be hard to tax me with a musket ball up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> and see, it says it right here on the internet. So it has to be true. It has to be. He actually said that. He, he fucking said it. <laughs> so like, to me, that's the ultimate quote, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you ain't going to tax me with a musket ball up your ass because you got other shit to take care you of. You got a little, yeah, yeah you got so, some other issues, So bro. that's my man right there. <laughs> no, I don't know, dude. Like, look, here's the thing. I don't have a favorite, bro. Mm. Like, my favorite figure in American history, I have two favorite figures in American history. One is Ulysses S. Grant. And the other is Martin Luther King. Yeah. Those two fucking guys are my American heroes. Yeah. Okay. I think they, they, they struggled in life. Um, they had a hard life, but they both did the, the hard things that needed to happen for us to, to embody um, and work towards a unified America. And I respect the fuck out of that. Yeah. You know, and if you go do your history on either one of those men, you realize that they were two men of the same mission. Um, yeah. And it, it's, it's really uh those are my two favorite guys. But out of the founding fathers, bro, it's more so a group of guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, people have people say, oh, they fucking own slaves and shit. Yeah, bro, you can go to any fucking story of the founding of any fucking country on the motherfucking earth and the motherfuckers own slaves at some point, okay? Right. And I, 
we and bro, that's not that's not saying, hey, let's bring slavery back. Right. That's saying that's a fact of history. Right. So these motherfuckers out there saying, oh, fuck these guys and this and that. No, dude, though that was a sign of the times. Okay, and we have to acknowledge that, that was fucking wrong, yeah. but also acknowledge that they did a lot of shit for us to get us to a place now where we're not all literal slaves, all right. of us, no matter what color. So. Um, the thing about these guys that, that founded this country, which I think is so amazing, is how young they all were when they yeah, did it. Yeah. You know, right now we have young 22-year-old uh, men um, who who are, are literally wearing pajamas everywhere they fucking go. Worrying about pronouns. Yeah, worried about what pronoun you're fucking calling them. And shock These motherfuckers were like, hey, fuck you. We're not paying your shit. Right. Fuck and your I respect teeth. that. Yeah, hell yeah. You know, and, and so we need more of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What do you what do you think the founding fathers would be like in today's society, bro? Like me? Yeah. Like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. Like these motherfuckers. Like musket balls up your ass. Yeah, I'm yeah. serious. Yeah. yeah. And I don't say that to fucking I don't say that to toot my own horn. Yeah, but yeah. the the people who represent like me, who are fucking out there talking the shit that needs to be said. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. With with the right intention of moving forward together. Yeah. You know, like that's how I see it. Like yeah. I see a lot of myself and the attitude they had. You know, I didn't do any what I've done in life doesn't compare to anything to what they did. Mm. Those motherfuckers were tough, dude. They were yeah. hard motherfuckers, yeah. you know? And like, th- it's not just about being hard and being the special forces these days. These motherfuckers did that shit here. They organized here. They stood up for shit here. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, they had a, a they had an idea. Like, think about this, dude. They had a fucking idea that no one had ever fucking accomplished in the history of Earth, like, like, dude, you got to put yourself in their their shoes. They're sitting there planning this out, and they don't know. There's not another example of what the fuck it looks like to even go off of. Right. So this is like creating something that never existed from a fucking idea, bro. That's big, big ass shit, and big. people don't really think about it like that. Yeah. So, like, you know, they think about it like it's real easy to criticize America and say, "Oh, it's fucking flawed here, it's flawed there, dude." The whole idea of America is that we're always going to have issues that need to be solved. Yeah. We're always going to have issues that we have to come together about, yep. you know, and and have conversations with different voices of different perspectives so that we can find a solution for everybody to move forward. Yeah. So, like, criticizing the, you know, these motherfuckers were true innovators. They were true fucking... And they were genius. Yes. And, and dude, we have to step up now yeah. And fucking like revive that idea in a way that suits everybody in this fucking country. You know what same I'm saying? The, same way they did. Yeah, hundred percent, bro. But like, you know, we gotta take the things that that we got wrong, right? Yeah. And the things that we've erred too far one way or maybe the other way or whatever. And we've got to realign, bro. Like, we can't continue to allow these elite people who don't really care about me or you or anybody that believes different than me that are that are not in their little club. And we like that was the thing about this country. This country was supposed to be formed as a place where the people were represented by real people. You see what I'm saying? Like, bro, every other country, it's elite families, it's bloodlines, it's empires, it's dynasties. And now here in in, in this, we have that shit forming, you know, because some of these motherfuckers have been here for 40 fucking years and we can't have that in America. Like, I don't care what your opinion is. I don't care what your beliefs are, but you should believe in term limits. You should believe in people not uh, profiting from politics, but more so serving in politics. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, 
I raised my hand to Thrive the other night, and uh, you know, there was out of the thousand people in the room, there was fucking 50, 50 60 veterans probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I said, Who served in the military? They, and those guys raised their hand. And I said, All right, we'll look around. When are the rest of you guys gonna serve? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, we can't just rely on these people that go to war or go to the military to think of it like serving our country. It has to be, there has to be individual responsibility on, on, on contributing back into this, yeah. not just taking, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And that's something that those men all understood. And I, I, you know, they gave up shit. They gave up, uh, you know, all kinds of things, sometimes even their lives yeah. to create this. And, and a lot of, a lot of people, uh, on the left side, you know, they say, well, they didn't think of black people and this and that. Well, you know what, dude? Maybe that's the case. I don't fucking know. But I know this. The Civil War happened, and we were thinking about black people then. Right. I was thinking, you know, the Civil Rights happened, and we think about black people then. So, I mean, like, bro, a lot, a lot of shit has happened since then to move us forward in the right direction. Yeah. And I think that we all need to get over this shit in the past, bro. And we need to fucking move forward because millions and millions and millions and millions of people have fought for us to even have the opportunity that we have right now in 2021 to move forward equally. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And people want to fucking shit on that. And they want to not, look, dude, I said this in my story last night. We have to understand that what's happening in America right now is that there's a group of people who are looking to conquer America. And you guys think I'm being like over alarmist or over aggressive when I say that. No, you can't defeat America with a fucking like an invasion, bro. No. Not, not with strong United people that believe in a fucking flag. But what they've done over the last 20 years is they've taken away a portion of the population's pride in that flag. Mm-hmm. They've taken away and divided uh, a portion of, the, of, of our country's love for America. Okay. And they've, they're starting to d- dissolve what it means. Okay. Like these things like, uh, you know how like every time Thanksgiving comes around now and you get these people who cry about it and say, oh, fucking this and that and this. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. Or, or, or Christmas, you know, you can't have a Christmas tree. You can't say Merry Christmas because it's yeah. offensive. Like all this shit that they do, bro, that they plant these ideas out there. That is to, 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 to dissolve the fucking uh, traditions that we have here in this country. That creates our identity. Yes. Yeah. And if there's no identity, then there's nothing to fight for here. And so you, you guys have to get smart, man. Like we have to do the things required. And one of those things is just being proud, patriotic people, not being afraid to fly that motherfucking flag. And if you don't like it, fuck off. That's the attitude we got to have here. Okay. So now there's a place for you there. There's a place for everybody here, dude. There's a place at this table for everybody. Yep. But if you're going to be anti-American, you're going to be pro-communism you're going to fucking want to hate everything this country's about. Bro, get the fuck out of here. Yep. We don't need you here. So I'm and trying I'm, to bring I, you to the table. And I'll be real, bro. I'm tired of hearing it. Yeah. I'm I, tired of fucking hearing it. Fuck you. Go somewhere else. Yeah. And that's my attitude. Yeah. This I, is America. We have to be proud to be from here. And we have to acknowledge things that aren't right and work to fix them together. And that's it. And if we don't do that, we'll lose our motherfucking country. Yeah. All right. Question number two. So, and I'm going to give some backstory on this because I, I, the question up front can kind of be a little off-putting. So the question is, is there ever a point in, in life where somebody can be content with where they are in their lives? And so the back point, back, back story is the person that wrote this in, you know, my life goal was never to be a billionaire or 
you know, right now I'm an old man. I'm in good health. Yeah. I've created jobs. So to be thankful for. Happiness. I've made a family. Is it okay to be okay with where I'm yeah, at? Yeah, I think you should be. I think that's a great place to be. If you're proud of what you've done, genuinely, yeah. and, and you, ha you aren't making things up to be proud of, yeah. like, you know, that's what a lot of people do, right? They try to like be like, oh, I'm proud that I was a father. You're supposed to be a father, motherfucker. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, that's what you're, like, if you have a kid, you're supposed, you're not supposed to just be biological father. You're supposed to be a fucking father. Right. And that's what you're supposed to do. And we've lowered these standards so much that people think that doing shit that you're supposed to do as a functioning good American human uh, is somehow supposed to get a star. Mm. So you're supposed to do that shit. Above that shit, have you done anything that you, like this man says, yeah. he's created jobs, he's done this, he's done this, he's done this. Bro, that's great. That's what we need. That's, that's a contribution. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And one of the conversations I always have with Jocko uh, is like, bro, like I feel like I haven't done enough. Like, I feel like I haven't done enough for this country. Mm. You know, my grandfather fucking died for this country. Um, never met him. Never even met his kid. You know, and I feel like like what I've done is not enough. And I've shared that with him. And he's like, no, that's bullshit, bro. He's like, he died so you could do what you've done. And like, I've created all these careers and, and created all these benefits and helped all these people. But part, like people are like, like a lot of people will come to me now and they'd be like, bro, you don't have to do this shit. Why do you do it? Well, I do it because I fucking think it needs to be done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if we all just did shit that we think need to be done, regardless of what we think our fucking payoff's going to be for it, the world would be a lot better place. Agreed. So, you know, we have to start thinking about those things. Like, for a long time, bro, and I can tell you this because I've been in the entrepreneurship culture for over a decade at a high level, okay? And, uh, you know, up until the last couple years, it was just all about what we could take. And, I, and, I, and look, dude, I get it. Like, I talked a little bit about the things I talk about back then, but not, I didn't feel it like I feel it now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now there's a much, there's a deeper fucking Yeah, yeah, yeah for there. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way, way more, like, like, way more obligation, way more. Uh, well, I think the image is clearer too, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I've, sh I've seen more. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, dude. I, I think for sure, man. Like, dude, look. Look, man. I think it's important that we test ourselves consistently. I think no matter how old you are, you need to figure out little ways to test yourself every day, keep you sharp and keep you fulfilled and keep you moving forward. But yeah, bro, like that's, yes, there's a, yes, yes, you should feel good about. The problem with this is, is and I said this at, uh, at the Arate Summit, you know, the motherfuckers who actually take what I say seriously are the ones that are actually doing shit. And they yeah. like look at themselves like, fuck, I'm not doing enough. <laughs> and, and the lazy motherfuckers that aren't doing shit. They hear what I say and be like, oh, he's not talking to me. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, no, well, I'm talking to you. So, like, it doesn't surprise me that that question comes through or questions like it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, take an actual inventory. Like, what have you done? And if you haven't done anything yet, do some shit. Right. You know, be of service. Figure right. out how to fucking make your community better, how to make people better, how to, you know, like, there's all kinds of ways to do that in our little, in our little worlds, of, in our communities, bro. And that's yeah. really what we're missing here. Yeah. You know, we're missing leaders in our communities. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what age you are. You could do that. Right. And you could do that just by the way you live, you know? So yeah, for sure, bro. You, you know, I, listen, I get that kind of question written to me uh, and asked of me a lot for people who, who like feel like they're not doing enough. Mm. Dude, if you're a fucking driven individual, you're never going to feel like you're doing enough. 
Mm. It's just part of what you are. Yeah. And you know, so so how do you how do you how do you exist when you have this drive inside that always going to feel like you didn't do enough? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to like consciously like talk yourself. You know, I have to remind myself of the shit that I do because I don't value the shit that I've done. I value the shit that I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, um, where I think most humans, like they, they value the one or two or three things they might've done good and they ride their entire lives on those things. And I don't eat fuck, bro. I'm going to tell you like half of the shit I've done. I don't even remember. Like people come and tell me. <laughs> that and might like, be a good thing though. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean like the good shit. Yeah. Like people come to me and they'd be like, you remember when you did? I'm like, fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah. Cause I don't focus on it. Right. You know? Right. That's so, awesome. Yeah. All right. Third and final question. So here at first, in every business that you run, right, you have these core values, right? Um, and I think every business is a little bit different as far as what those core values are, mm-hmm. as they should, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you've always talked about how important it is to have those core values set early in the beginning stages of that company, okay? Well, I don't know. I, didn't, I don't really ever say that. I say you have an advantage for that. Yeah. But, like, I didn't set my core values till I was 11 years in. Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, yeah. perfect fucking question. So how do you, how do you establish and implement those core values in a company that's already going, that's 11 years in yeah. versus then getting started in the beginning? Yeah. Uh, like, like, how do they go? Yeah. Well, you, you, here's what you do. You sit down with your three or four trusted people. First of all, I sit down by yourself and I say, what do you think your company is? And I identify six to 10 core values that you think your company is about and they're little phrases or words, right? And um, then you write a little definition for those things and how they apply to your company. And then you go and you present them to your team and you say, I would, I would pick you guys here. Let's just say you're the, let's just say we got 30, 40 people, right? Yeah. And you guys are the, my main people. I say, Hey, look, I'm going to, we're going to make these core values. I want you to look at these and tell me what you like and what you don't like. And, and, and are we missing any mm-hmm. and what could be added and what should be removed and make a fucking meeting about it so that these people who are key to your company can have buy-in uh, and, and, and they can have contribution, all right? Because then what happens is those five or six people that you included on the conversation to create this direction of which way you're going to take your company are now bought in because they contributed to it. So now you have a group of what? We have six people in this room that go out to the, re- what, what did I say, 50, 30, 40? 30, yeah. We go right uh, to the next 30 or the next 40 out there and we say, this is what the fuck we're doing. Okay. And I meet with you guys. I said, this is how we're going to implement it. We're going to, we're going to put this out. And what I did was I had a dinner, um, with all my employees and all their significant others. Uh, and we, and we, we had a core values dinner and award banquet. And, and, um, you know, at each person's table, there was a, uh, there was a, 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 like a note card, like a, like a, I don't know, like eight by four fucking, I don't know. I don't know, whatever the fucking size it was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the size of a dinner plate. Yeah, yeah, It It sat there. Typically, they're seven by five. Okay, seven by five. See, this is what I pay for, bro. <laughs> like, I don't need to know that shit. You know what I'm saying? All right, so seven <laughs> by five. Card stock? Listen, card stock? Yeah, it's on card stock, two sides. One side had half the core values, the other side had the other half. And, and then I got up there and I talked to the whole, everybody about what we're going to do and where we're going and why these... Went through every single core value, um, you know, and then I gave out awards based on those core values to people who I thought represented them. And 
And uh, and then we had a party and we got fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. And, and and after that, we were off to the races. Yeah. And uh, and then, um, you know, the main thing, I, dude. Look, this is a nine, ten hour. This is probably a fucking three day course. I'm trying to condense in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, and this is why I don't talk about this that much because it's 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 really a workshop. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you know, I could tell you the biggest things that you need to keep in mind when it comes to your culture is you don't want it to be one of those signs that hangs in the locker room like you did at your college football right that says fucking play like a champion today and everybody looks at it and it doesn't mean shit to nobody like so how do you really what's important is how do you make it mean something to your people and that is the hard part so you can introduce it and say this is what we're about but then the hard part is living those things and you have to genuinely live them yeah. I have to live our core values. Like I cannot be fucking caught slipping on our core values. And I remember you, when, I'm sorry, not to cut you off. When we first got started, when I first got started with you, you told, you had the same conversation with me. Yeah. Cause you're like, Hey, you can't be fucking slipping. Cause you're a fucking reflection of me. Yeah. I, I remember that yeah, conversation. You were sloppy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And now we got you in line. Now you're looking for areas to improve. Yeah. You know, I'll give you fair shit. You weren't sloppy as I'm fuck, a- <laughs> but you weren't up to our standard. No, for sure. Okay. For sure. And, uh, and now, now, well, because they're not normal. Yeah, and no, it's well, it should be. It should be. Yeah, it should be. But they're definitely not fucking normal standards compared to. I forget that they yeah. aren't. Yeah, like dude, like when we went in the bathroom at that Thrive conference, and oh, it was bro. fucking shit everywhere. Yeah, and I, I even do what I do. I, I started wiping down the counter. What I do though? Oh, you fucking caught everybody. Remember out. what I said? Yeah, I, There's I, like 30 people in the bathroom. <laughs> you're you're and like, fuck. I'm in there, and they're all looking at me because they know I got to. Fu- they know who I am. I got to yeah. speak. And I go, yeah. I go, pretty fucking weird that you guys all come to a. A con, uh, a con, uh, a convention to get better, and a bathroom fucking looks like this. And guess what? I walked the fuck walk out. right out. Yeah, it's fucking true. Yeah, you guys spend all this money on these motherfucking conferences, and you can't even fucking. You're gonna leave a bathroom looks like that. Yeah, yeah. that's your problem. It yep. ain't the fucking conferences is gonna fix it. It's gonna be what you did. And like, yep. bro, people, people are. They think the little shit doesn't matter, bro. The little shit is all that matters. Mm. It's all that fucking matters. Yeah, you know. So I don't know what we're we talking about. Uh, just implementing these core values. Yeah, yeah. It was there though. No, no, for sure. Yeah. So and that's the answer to that. Gotcha. Follow up real quick on on that though. Would you? Would that? Does that change as an employee? Right. That wants to like this. Their employee works at a company that does not have core values. How did? How should they go about? Develop your own fucking core values as a person and live by them. Mm. Develop your own little core values, just like you would a company. Yeah. This is what I fucking stand for. Mm. This is what I do. This is how I behave. And then audit your behavior against the core values. People think that like having the core values, that means you're going to automatically do all these things 100% of the time. You're not. You're going to find yourself off track. You're going to find your company off track. You're going to find your people off track. And learning how to communicate, well, first off, audit behavior, and then communicate to yourself or to the team that you're off track and use these as a guiding set of values that, that bring you back in line to where you should be is how you're supposed to use it. It's a tool. Yeah. Right? So, and that's what creates the persona of a brand, the, 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 the feeling that people get about your company that they can't really describe, Mm -hmm. you know, like you come here, there's a fucking feeling to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, you go in certain places that have a right, their right culture and they're on point and they're intentional. There's a fucking feeling there. Yeah. There's a feeling, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a feeling when you walk into a Harley Davidson retail store. Yep. There's a feeling when you go into a Lululemon. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a fucking feeling. And the feeling is driven by this culture that's created by your core values. 
and how well you audit your team and yourself against them consistently. Yeah. So awesome. Well, guys, that's fucking three. So go pay the fee. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold. Dust a no. Headshot.